I'm Stephen Baxter, the priest in charge of St Stephen Walbrook here in the heart of the City of London. Our neighbours include the Mansion House, the City Magistrates Court, the offices of Bloomberg and Rothschild and the Walbrook Building and Bank Tube Station. Our ministry is to a diverse community including city workers, other friends who've become attached to the church over the years, and to a wide variety of visitors from across the world. Here at St. Stephen Walbrook, we're enjoying an anniversary year. This uh, church was uh, founded 350 years ago after its predecessor was destroyed in the Great Fire of London in 1666. It was designed by Sir Christopher Wren, who lived just down the road at 15 Walbrook and was one of 51 churches that he built for the City of London. The multi-talented Sir Christopher died 300 years ago. We're also very proud that the Samaritans were founded at this church 70 years ago by the rector Chad Vara. The gospel today is the glorious account in Luke of the encounter between the two disciples and the risen Jesus on the road to Emmaus. And our theme today is food for the journey. Our worship starts with that great celebration of Easter by Christopher Wordsworth. Alleluia, alleluia, hearts to heaven and voices raise. With God, nothing will be impossible. For he is our God. And the God of salvation is making all things new. Amen.
Almighty God, unto whom all hearts be open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, who has given thine only Son to be unto us both a sacrifice for sin and also an ensample of godly life, give us grace that we may always most thankfully receive that his inestimable benefit 
and also daily endeavor ourselves to follow the blessed steps of his most holy life. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The epistle is written in the second chapter of the book of Acts, beginning at verse 14. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Therefore let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. And he testified with many other arguments and exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 persons were added. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. The Holy Gospel is written in the 24th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke, beginning at the 13th verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, what things? They replied, the things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near to the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. 
but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognised him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. In the name of the living God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. In the unlikely event that I'm given the chance to borrow any work of art, without question I'd choose Caravaggio's 1601 painting, The Supper at Emmaus, a treasure of the National Gallery. I'd need a new house with a large spare wall as the painting features near life-size figures of Jesus, the two disciples, and the innkeeper. The painting portrays the instant the two disciples recognize that their fellow traveler and the leader of the biblical masterclass they received while walking is the risen Jesus. The youthful, beardless and serene Jesus raises his hand in blessing. One disciple reacts with outstretched arms the other lurches forward in his chair. The revolutionary Caravaggio presents the scene with dramatic lighting and radical realism. I strongly recommend spending time with the painting if you can. It's staggering. Caravaggio's use of light and shadow has inspired painters, photographers, and the film director Martin Scorsese. This realization by Cleopas and his fellow disciple and the other resurrection appearances are of course crucial seismic moments in the history of the church and indeed the world. Caravaggio subtly references the significance with the outline of a fish made from the strands of a wicker basket and a fish-shaped shadow cast by a bowl of fruit, the fish being an early symbol of Christianity now being born. In response to this and the other resurrection appearances, the disciples of Jesus are totally transformed, having denied, having abandoned Jesus in his hour of greatest need, this formerly chaotic bunch with remarkable new energy comes back together, founds the church and completely commits to risky mission. In Acts 1, we learn that the disciples, the brothers of Jesus and his mother 
unite in Jerusalem and constantly devote themselves to prayer. In the epistle that Elizabeth read for us from Acts 2, Peter speaks with striking confidence and proclaims the universal of offer of Jesus to repent, be baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit. 3,000 were added in one day. This is the power of the resurrection appearances of Jesus. Yet the resurrection appearances were actually somewhat low-key. Jesus chooses not to vindicate himself by powerful appearances in the temple or to the authorities who had condemned him. He draws alongside his ordinary friends with encouragement and no expression of disappointment at their failures. The ordinariness of the followers of Jesus is emphasized by Caravaggio with frayed clothes and dirty fingernails. Jesus doesn't impose himself. After explaining the scriptures, he appears to be heading away from Emmaus, and it's the disciples who urge him to stay. After he has blessed and broken the bread, the lights go on and they recognize him. Jesus, the first fruits of the new creation, able to move through the curtain between earth and heaven, vanishes. There's nothing more to be said. It's over to the disciples, over to us over to us to read and meditate on Scripture that explains the saving plans of the God of love and allow the Holy Spirit to work with us to develop our understanding and to feed on the body and blood of Jesus and to encounter him in the breaking of the bread. This is how we are to be fed energized and fashioned so that we make the most of this offer of new life created by the resurrection. And a key part of living that life is to see Jesus in the stranger as the disciples ultimately did on the road to Emmaus. To see Jesus and experience the life of Jesus in the ordinary, the everyday, and to recognize that every act of love, compassion, and service is prompted by the Spirit of Jesus. Sir Christopher Wren, who designed this church 350 years ago, focused on function. To Wren, it was an absolute priority that the Word of God whenever read or preached from this pulpit, could be heard by everybody wherever they were in the church. The soundboard of this uh, rather daunting pulpit interacts with the 63-foot-high dome to create a near-perfect acoustic to achieve this access to the Word. Apparently 2,000 people gathered here in the 1950s 
to hear Billy Graham preach. The visionaries Peter Palumbo, church warden, and the rector Chad Varra reordered the church in the 1980s around the seven and a half ton altar carved by Henry Moore so that the community gathers in an inclusive circle to be nourished by the word, the bread and the wine and then sent back out into the world. As at other churches here at St. Stephen Walbrook, we try to draw alongside those who are looking for the key food for life's journey. Philip R. Ordinand, who's faithfully served here for six years and who will be ordained in June, now offers a reflection. I hope I never lose the sense of awe and wonder that I first felt when I stepped foot inside. Over time, I've learned to appreciate the joy of being one of many footsteps that cross the threshold here. Some more regularly than others, but all fellow travellers. By and large, this is a place of fleeting encounters where we try to join in with the conversations that people are already having. There's nothing complicated about it. It means opening the doors of the church at times when people are walking past, offering them a reason to glimpse inside. Early morning services for commuters repeated every 15 minutes in case they miss a train. Lunchtime choral classics, allowing tour groups to listen to sublime music in our wonderful building. Evening rush hour jazz offers a spring in the step as you leave the city on your way home. Meeting so many different people here, often for just a short amount of time, I've grown to learn to listen to the heart as well as the mind, recognising that our eyes and mouths can so often let us down. We judge what we see and often say the wrong thing, but in our hearts we know what is right. Just as the disciples recognised their hearts were burning when they met Jesus, before their brains recognised his presence. We were made by and for love, unconditional love of one another and of God. Learning to live in that love is the journey of faith to which we have all been called by Jesus. It's the journey of a lifetime, which is now calling me away from this place to different people and a different path. Maybe we'll meet along the way. We now hear from Felicity Harding, honorary president of the Samaritans and daughter of Chad Varra, who responded to the call to draw alongside the stranger by founding the Samaritans here at the church. Chad Varra was a man of compassion and extraordinary vision. 18 years of parish work and writing articles about the difficulties people encountered, what today we would call emotional and mental health problems, formalized in his mind there should be a sort of 999 for suicidal people. In 1953, the grocer's company offered him this parish in the city of London. It was here that Chad was able to recognize his visionary idea of combining technology with compassion. And in November, 1953, in the crypt of this church, Samaritans was born. 
the world's first telephone helpline. His aim was to create an organization to befriend the suicidal and despairing. This was at a time when a failed suicide attempt was a criminal offense, as was homosexuality. The extraordinary instant success of Samaritans was based on his beliefs, confidential, non-judgmental, and accessible to all. He discovered that the volunteers who supported him had an ability to listen and to empathize, offering compassionate understanding. Samaritans celebrate their 70th anniversary this year, and the same founding principles still apply. Chad described the volunteers as ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Samaritans respond to a call for help every 10 seconds, spending over a million hours listening to those in need. Today, there's a single helpline through the UK and Ireland, 116123. There are over 200 branches and 22,000 volunteers who offer their time for Samaritans in numerous ways. People can take comfort from the fact that no matter what they're going through, a Samaritan volunteer will be there to listen whenever they need support. In 2007, the London Internet Church was created here at the church to draw together and feed an online international community with word and prayer. May, who joined that community, now talks about her journey of faith. Born on a Good Friday into a diverse and multicultural background, my late mother always supported me on my spiritual journey and told me, choose your faith when you get older so you will understand more. She told me each and every year, Jesus is with you. About 15 years ago, I began volunteering at a London-based charity that supported the Middle East Christians that faced persecution. I eventually left my job in the corporate world to work with refugees in the Middle East. I remember on my first mission to the Holy Land, entering the Church of Nativity in Bethlehem, and how my body shook and tears strolled down for hours after. After I left London to move to another continent for a new job, I came across the London Internet Church set up by St. Stephen Walbrook. I felt an immediate sense of connection and was deeply moved by the opportunity to pray and light online candles alongside people from all over the world. This then led me to become active in online Bible classes and compliance sessions. Alongside my pilgrimages in the Middle East and Europe, I took the decision to get baptized in December 2022 at the church as a sign of gratitude and devotion to the Christian faith. Indeed, my journey started with an online candle, but after getting baptized, I have a real one. Reading the Bible daily has also helped me to remain rooted in God's voice, awakening and strengthening my faith in him, and has taught me the art of surrender and to let the Holy Spirit flow through. May we all feed as Jesus instructed. May we live his life. May we see him in the stranger. In the name of Jesus, amen. I believe in one God, the Father almighty, maker of heaven and earth, 
and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Let us pray. Lord of the journey, who watches over each step of our earthly pilgrimage, we gather before you as your church. You have set our hearts ablaze with your unconditional love and fuel our desire to share it through word and sacrament. We pray for all who minister in your name, those who help us to remain faithful to our calling through the twists and turns of life, as we seek to grow in your likeness with each step we take. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. prayer. Lord of Lords, who is the light of all nations, we lift up to you all with authority and influence in the world. We pray that by your saving grace, we might embrace our freedom to change. We ask for your blessing upon all working to share your peace, justice and healing on earth, to bring an end to harm against your people and to your creation. May your kingdom come and your will be done. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord of all people, who is our creator, redeemer and saviour, we present this city to you in all its colourful diversity. We pray that it may grow in the likeness of the holy city, the heavenly Jerusalem. Grant us the vision to see all who point the way there, including those usually on the margins of our lives. Bless all working to support our neighbours who are struggling to make ends meet. Forgive us when we make excuses or blame the system for our failure to help. Let us not put limits on sharing your love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of life, who is the source of all compassion, we bring before you all who are burdened by physical and mental pain. We ask your blessing on the work of Samaritans. We pray for all known to us who are sick and suffering this day. May they find comfort in your healing presence. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord of hope, who has revealed the way to new life, you have raised up the faithful whose journey on earth has come to an end. We pray for all who mourn, that they may walk forward in confidence in the footsteps of those who have gone before us towards your promised kingdom. In the company of St. Stephen and all the saints, we pray, Merciful, Merciful Father, Father, accept, accept these, these prayers for the, the sake, sake of your, your Son, our Saviour, Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ. Amen. Amen. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Ye that do truly and earnestly repent you of your sins and are in love and charity with your neighbours and intend to lead a new life following the commandments of God and walking from henceforth in his holy ways. Draw near with faith and take this holy sacrament to your comfort and make your humble confession 
to Almighty God. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed by thought, word, and deed against thy divine majesty, provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us. The burden of them is intolerable. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father, for thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake. Forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in newness of life, to the honour and glory of thy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of his great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all them that with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto him, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do. It is very meet, right, and our bounden duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, everlasting God. But chiefly are we bound to praise Thee for the glorious resurrection of Thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. For He is the very Paschal Lamb which was offered for us and hath taken away the sin of the world, who by His death hath destroyed death, and by His rising to life again hath restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, ever praising thee and singing.
Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there by his one oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and did institute, and in his holy gospel command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that we, receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood. He, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread, and when he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, and when he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it in remembrance of me. Wherefore, O Lord and Heavenly Father, we thy humble servants entirely desire thy fatherly goodness, mercifully to accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all other benefits of his passion. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and bodies, to be a reasonable, holy, and lively sacrifice unto thee, humbly beseeching thee that all we who are partakers of this holy communion may be fulfilled with thy grace and heavenly benediction. And although we be unworthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice, yet we beseech thee to accept this our bounden duty and service not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offences through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honour and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen. now, as our Saviour Christ hath commanded and taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Draw near and receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was given for you, and his blood, which was shed for you. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
almighty and ever-living God, we most heartily thank thee for that thou dost vouchsafe to feed us who've duly received these holy mysteries with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of thy Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ, and dost assure us thereby of thy favour and goodness towards us, and that we are very members in corporate in the mystical body of thy Son, which is the blessed company of all faithful people, and are also heirs through hope of thy everlasting kingdom, by the merits of the most precious death and passion of thy dear Son. And we most humbly beseech thee, O Heavenly Father, so to assist us with thy grace, that we may continue in that holy fellowship, and do all such good works as thou hast prepared for us to walk in, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honour and glory, world without end. Amen. The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>